so Clifford, uh, first of all, I want to make a joke that his name is Clifford and they're all redheads and he, he his, his <laughs> redhead and his name's Clifford. That's it. <laughs> Welcome to our Riverdale podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 21-year-old film student from Alberta, Canada. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. My favorite milkshake flavor is vanilla, because I am Betty. My name is Brittany Ray, and I am a 27-year-old writer in Vancouver, BC. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking to my cat. Whoops. <laughs> that, though, same thing. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I talk to him, sometimes I talk about him. I'm just going to leave it in. And uh, my favorite milkshake flavor is peanut butter. Okay, my cousin, (laughs) Jillian from the background was like, ugh. (laughs) Peanut butter is a legitimately good milkshake, and I will fight anyone who says otherwise. I like peanut butter ice cream. Yeah, a peanut butter milkshake's, like, really good. Jillian, shut up! (laughs) No one asked you, Jillian. Yeah, no one asked you, Jillian. (laughs) Can you hear her? No. She's going, ugh. Fine. <laughs> Today we have words to say about episode 105 of Riverdale, chapter 5, Heart of Darkness. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So, I mean, let's just jump right into it. Shall we? Okay, so we're going to talk about Archie first. <sighs> Sorry. He's getting better. First of all, Archie likes to punch things. Yeah, first of all, they uh, have a house that can handle having a punching bag suspended I guess but nothing like some gratuitous CW shirtless content yeah of a teenager I just I want you to know before we talk about Archie that like I I know exactly zero things about football and so I don't know how intelligently I can talk about this are you under the impression that I know anything about football I don't know I'm just letting everyone know okay 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 so just so everyone knows neither of us know anything about football I've tried, but I just uh-huh. I just can't. I could talk all day about soccer. Yeah, I could talk about um so the real football. I I'd love to talk about baseball. Uh baseball? Yeah, I I did 2 years of baseball. Well, softball. I love learning new Robin things. Well, I was forced, but Oh yeah. I was I was forced into jazz, tap, ballet, Celtic dancing, underwater hockey, soccer, basketball, and volleyball. I'm sorry. Elaborate on underwater <laughs> hockey. <laughs> it's a Canadian pastime, eh? Are you saying you never played underwater hockey? I feel like I might have done in like grade ten gym class. There you go. You you get like a short stick, and there's a puck at the bottom, and it's exactly how it sounds. That sounds Just familiar hockey, to me, actually. But underwater, yeah. Okay, listen, I have a complaint. Oh my god, I want to hear it. Well, okay, actually, let me check Let me check Netflix one more time, because at the end of, I believe it was episode three, uh-huh. all the guys on the, in the playbook got kicked off the team. Well, including five Reggie. of them. Five of them did. Yeah, but there were six people who were actively putting things in the playbook right now like Mm -hmm. because i looked at the playbook and reggie was one of them oh it should have been chuck reggie moose and then two other randoms okay you should go look at the end of the episode and see who's walking that's what i'm doing right now to see who's walking out oh that was very canadian (laughs) did i say out yes oops i see who's walking out 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 in a boat Whoops. Well, I mean, we we were called aggressively Canadian, were we not? Yeah, that's our brand. Okay, so right now it's Chuck and two randoms. But he said five oh. dudes. So it should have been Chuck, those two randoms, and Moose and Reggie. Anyway, I like tweeted the um, I tweeted the writers and said, please explain, but they won't answer me. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I liked that tweet. Thanks. So that's, um, that's a question for another day, I guess. I guess Chuck was the only person I actually kicked off the football team. Yeah, only person we actually cared about, And, like, he and, like, his other cronies will come back with a vengeance. (sighs) Whatever. So, 
One of my favorite parts of the episode was um, when Valerie came up and said, I know Miss Grundy was tutoring you, and Veronica said, <laughs> understatement of the year. Oh, Veronica. I, okay. Too soon. These freaking brown siblings this, this, this episode, you know? Oh, Trev, and... Thank you for remembering him. Yeah. You love him. When Trev Brown first came in, I was like, Trev Brown, you're my new favorite. I'm going to remember you. And then as soon as he walked in the door, I was literally like, oh, Trev Brown. Yeah, I actually could hear you screaming from Vancouver. <laughs> it was true. But I know. Anyway, Valerie's being real weird this episode. Weird. She's being nice. She has a crush on Archie. I guess, but also I'm like, you're sitting real close. And then she, like, comes in at the end, and, like, they have, like, these this weird, like, look between... And I'm like, what's going on? Um, that's because they're into each other. But Archie! But uh -huh. how long has this been? Well, because she tried to... Like, when he went over with Josie and the Pussycats, and no, I know, uh, but Josie like, was like, just, rightfully... Grundy just left. Yeah, but she doesn't know anything about Grundy. I guess, but, like, isn't Archie, like, emotionally exhausted right now? I mean, now that's a legitimate point. Yeah. Like, boy, maybe he just literally, maybe he doesn't get it. Maybe. He, he seems like the kind of guy who would be completely clueless. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's like, Valerie's like, I like you. And he's like, sorry, what? He's like, what, what does this word mean? I don't even understand what that means. I don't understand healthy relationships. In fact, uh, you know what's weird is that my, my friend Betty told me that too, and... So, Mr. Castillo mm -hmm. is a jerk. I guess, but, like, also, like, I get it. No, I totally get it. It's just, like, okay, <laughs> here's the thing about Mr. Castillo, which made me laugh out Oscar. loud. Oscar. Oh, I'm sorry, Oscar <laughs> Castillo. Yeah. I was giving him respect by saying Mr. I know, and then in the episode, he goes, Oscar. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm doing a quote here. Okay. Okay. Um, he tells Archie that his sound is juvenile. And I was like, that's probably because he's a teenage boy. Right? I was like, <laughs> well, there's a reason for that. It's because he is juvenile. Yeah, he is a juvenile. I don't, I know this is revolutionary, but. He's like, I'm not a prodigy. Yeah. I mean, poor Archie, though, because he's going to get a lot of setbacks because he chose a really hard field, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I do feel like it is more respectful of a mentor to be like, I don't think we're going to gel than anything else. I just felt so bad for him. Well, especially I felt bad because he's like, okay, write out all your songs by tomorrow. And then yeah. he like shows up and he's like, oh yeah, I listened to him. Eh. Like you did yeah, just all the work for nothing. Like couldn't he have like called him in the middle of the night and been like, hey, I listened to your songs. Don't bother doing the rest of them. Called him in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yeah. When he was listening to this, to the songs. He could have shot him off a text for sure and been like, yeah. nah, dude, it's not working. Okay, can we talk about how awkward Fred Andrews is, just in, like, the best possible way? Oh, that awkward turtle. He didn't... Okay, first of all, he must have been so happy to see his son with a person his age. He's like, oh my god. There's a girl in here. There's a girl in here and I don't have a crush on her, too. Ugh. <laughs> She's age-appropriate. Great. But then he was like, okay, I'm going to close the door. Not, Not all, all the way. way. And I was like, flashbacks. Yeah. Not all the way, because why would I do that? But uh, anyway, uh, I, I'm not um, implying anything. Bye. That is every parent of a teenager ever. Yeah. So like I always like to say, I, I really like brooding anti-heroes. Wow. Whoa. I know. Surprise. Yeah. Um, and like Reggie is getting dangerously close to that, but I cannot forgive him. <laughs> I'm, like, no. refusing to let myself forgive him for okay. all the terrible things he's done for Jughead, for the fact that he's in the playbook, for, you know, like, they're trying, I f it feels like they're trying to be like, look, Reggie's okay sometimes, which is, like, what he's like in the comics. It's like, yeah. he's okay sometimes, but sometimes he's a jerk. But, like, as all humans are, usually when I like brooding anti-heroes, it's like, their pros outweigh their cons. And okay. right now, the cons are outweighing the pros. So. Well, we don't really know Reggie yet. That's true. And we haven't seen him atone for any of the stuff he's done, including the playbook. You know what he needs? What? A parent. Yeah. And I mean, given this show, it'll probably just be... They'll be coming up, <laughs> like, if yeah. you think about it. They'll be coming up and I'll be like, 
fingers crossed, please don't be a bitchy mom. Please don't be awful. Please don't be awful. Because that, that's what we were talking about is how like all of the single parents seem to be great and all of the parents that are together are garbage. Yeah. But we will get to how garbage Hal is in a minute. Yeah, exactly, right? Okay, um, Veronica helps Archie with his hand. Aww. Which was cute, but also, does anyone go to class? No. These kids do not go to school. Think about any time that you've ever seen anyone in class. Never. I think sometimes they, like, are in gym, but, like, everything else is just extracurricular idea. What, Kelly? When (laughs) Cheryl told When (gasps) Cheryl... She's right. He had a favor. Oh, true. She's right. There's that's the one time they're in class. Well, Callie cracked it. She wins. Yep. I actually kind of forgot that Veronica and Archie were a thing. What do you mean? I I totally forgot they made out. Oh. It was so many episodes ago. Yeah, it it was like what, five episodes ago? Yeah, five or four, yeah. And the show's only five episodes long. Yeah. They still have cute chemistry, but I'm like, I'm not dying for them to hook up at all. No. No. Me neither. I think both Veronica and Betty could do better. Mm-hmm. Um, and going back to Mr. Castillo real quick, he's like, yeah, Miss Grundy should must have connected with you in a way that I just don't see us connecting. <laughs> and I was like, you have no idea, Mr. Castillo. Mr. Castillo is probably very respectful of boundaries, age limits, and the law. <laughs> Just shout out to Mr. Castillo. Yeah. Okay. Do you think we'll see him again? I don't think so. Because they kind of like weirdly set up that character just to be like, Archie, you're not good at this. That's true. And then they were like, okay, well, bye. But I do appreciate that the point of him basically was to be like, Archie needs to be around his peers. Mm-hmm. You know, he needs like peer work, yeah. not professional work that's nice archie wears his letter jacket to a funeral yeah yeah why i think out of i think it's like supposed to be like some kind of tribute to jason oh but no one else was no like first of all where was the rest of the football team yeah second of all he wore his letter jacket to a funeral I, like, legitimately don't have anything to say about this, just that that was a really dumb idea. Yeah, that, I, I have not stopped thinking about and that. And honestly, like, wear black underneath, and then if no one else is wearing a letter jacket, take it off. Just take it off. Archie's so unaware of social cues. It makes no sense. Oh, buddy. And then, because he's wearing the letter jacket, Penelope, like, has this weird mental thing Ugh. where she thinks that he's... And then that's the first time that we hear people talking about how Archie's real name is Archibald. Archibald. It's so embarrassing. Callie was like, is that his real name? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, that's dumb. And I was like, that's why they call him Archie. (laughs) But like, same Callie. (laughs) His name is Archibald. Okay, can we just, let's talk about Fred Andrews and Mary Andrews and be like, what have you done? Why? Yeah, who names their kid Archibald? Why would you torture a child like that? Then again, isn't Reggie's real name like Reginald? Reginald. Which isn't as bad as Archibald. Shout out to, um, oh, who told us that Jughead's name was Forsyth? Uh, I would love to tell you. Please do. Shout out to whoever, like, figured out the fact that Jughead's real name was Forsyth and that's why it was FP for his dad because that's probably because that's his name. And I am extremely embarrassed because I knew that, um, from when I was a small child reading Archie comics and I forgot it. Yeah, I knew that too. Oopsie. But both of us forgot. For we are idiots. Okay. Shout out to Michelle at Lit Lady Loves HP. Thank you. You are smarter than we are. Forsyth Pendleton Jones the third. He is probably junior or the second. Junior. Let's call Jughead Junior from now on. No, his dad would be Junior. Okay, well let's call him Junior Squared. Okay. All right. So everyone in this town actually has quite a, I don't want to say regal sounding, but they definitely sound like they're descended from old town money. Yeah. Archibald. Archibald. I think that people in general should just stop touching Archie without his permission. Yeah, just Just in general. Like, if he doesn't say, yes, you can touch me, don't touch him. I'm becoming very protective of Archie. Don't worry about it. 
Okay, I mean, I support that. I mean, okay. I endorse this. I, I endorse that comment. <laughs> My name is Robin, and I endorse this message. It was a Veronica quote. I know, but then okay. I decided to make it a political campaign slogan. Roll with the jokes, Robin! What would your first law be? My first law would be that everyone has to listen to our podcast and <laughs> donate to our Patreon. I could have sworn it was going to be that you'd make everyone watch Lost. I mean, that's 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 my second law. Okay. My third law is... Oh, man, I had it, but now it's gone. Oh, my third law is that um, Cole Sprouse lives in my house. Oh, that's not consensual. <laughs> Call it the Sprouse house. The Sprouse house. Okay, Val's pep talk. The most on-the-nose, hilarious thing I've ever heard. Yep. But... Definitely what Archie needed to hear. Yep. Because when you're in a creative field, sometimes you need someone to sit down and say, you can't listen to the YouTube comment section. Exactly. <laughs> She's like, block out the haters. Haters, back off. So Coach Clayton gives the captainship to Archie, which doesn't really make sense to me. But Archie gives it to Reggie anyway. I want Coach Clayton to explain himself. Me too. Why did he not retire Jason's number? Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, that was probably a good idea. <laughs> like, like, no sh I think it's a really cool gesture in terms of, like, him knowing that he wants to commit himself creatively to something, even if he's just been told no. Yeah. Like, that shows resilience. And he needs that. And I think Reggie definitely did deserve it over Archie anyway. Yeah, Archie, yeah, Archie's heart isn't in it, and it... I think it's really neat that he actually knows it. Okay, let's move on to the the few scenes we got that was hashtag team adults, okay? Yay! Okay, so I want to talk about how much, like, uh, we get we get more things about why to love Fred Andrews yeah. in this episode. He's like, hey, let's yeah. go out on a date, and she's like, um, we're both married. And instead of being like, well... <sighs> I'm, well, what, what, how was I supposed to know? Like, what's going on? Instead, he's just like, okay. Okay. I get it. Bye. And she's like, I'm sorry. He's like, it's fine. Bye. Because it's like, I feel like in their respective lives, they're both basically divorcees, right? Yeah. Because, like, if Hiram's in jail, I don't know. Do you think, like, she and Hiram's marriage was a happy one? Well, it doesn't really seem like it was horrible. Yeah. Because she's still doing stuff for him, and whenever she talks about him, she's, she talks about him, like, fairly fondly. Yeah, so it could be that she's kind of in a, oh man, we're having, it's a team adults love triangle, isn't it? Yeah. Or quadrangle. Yeah. If we ever find out where Mary is. Yeah. Oh dear. But yeah, Fred, oh, Fred's such a, he's a good dude. They're good dogs, Brent. Good he's dogs. He's a good dad, Brent. Good dad. Good dad. 13 out of 10, good dad. <laughs> okay, um, other things that are about team adults, la 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 la, team adults. Okay, Hermione gets a snake. I guess she didn't want a pet snake. I guess not. Okay, can I be honest? Absolutely. I've been conditioned by the hundred, and so as soon as she got that box, I was like, there's a head in there! I thought the same thing. Really? I was like, is there a body? Well, because, like, in all of pop culture, when there's a box delivered mysteriously, like, oh, there's a body part in there for sure. Yep. So, the fact that it was a snake was actually slightly less surprising. I know, I was like, oh, well, I mean, that's not even as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Okay, but straight up, if a snake was delivered to you, what would you do? I would probably close the door, I mean, close uh -huh. the lid, put something heavy on top, <laughs> and then, um, ask my mom what to do. <laughs> what in doubt? I guess Hermione basically did that exact same thing. I guess. She's like, I need to call someone who is more adult than I am to fix this for me. Exactly. Same, Hermione, same. So she calls Fred because she mm -hmm. says she doesn't trust anybody except for him. <laughs> so. I'm really appreciating that we now have a B-plot in the show where the adults have their own storyline. Yeah. And their own perspective because we actually haven't had that yet where the narrative perspective is purely from the adults. Mm -hmm. So, and how sweet is it that she's yeah. like, he owes him, he owes the money and he goes, how much money? Like he's going to just do it. Yeah. Like he's going to help out. So the bad things don't keep happening to her. So just to be clear, does Hiram actually owe the snakes or is it that the snakes want more money? It feels like it's because they want more because I don't think that Hermione would show up and be like, um, I thought this was the art, like 
um, the agreed upon amount and have it, her, like, just do less because she thinks that she can get away with it. Yeah. That doesn't seem like something she would do. So it kind of sounds like they're trying to, I mean, it definitely sounds like they're blackmailing her for more money yeah. than they were ever going to get. Yeah. Well, come on, Jughead's dad. This is not good behavior. What up, Forsyth? That is so not Raven. <laughs> so not Raven. <laughs> so really quickly, moving into um, just this tiny point where Penelope, like, accuses Hermione of, like, I'm not even all that sure what she was saying. I don't either. Was she, she was, yeah, I don't even know what trying she was to be like, her of. I feel like she thinks that Hermione killed Jason. Does she think that Hiram killed Jason or Hermione? I don't, I'm not 100% sure. I'm not I think even she's just looking for a reason to hate the Lodges. I guess. Anyway, that's all I wanted to bring up just because, like, I don't even know. Uh, I'd like to bring up that Penelope is the worst. She is garbage, but we'll get to that, um, soon. Okay. Um, so Fred gives Hermione the, um, the job. So now they are together and close. Yep. I mean, I think he gave it to her probably because I don't, like, he wants to keep an eye on her, make sure she doesn't get any more snakes, but also, like, in the back of his mind, he's probably like, now we get to hang out all the time. Although, like, he also knows how to take no for an answer. So I honestly feel like what he's, the reason why he gave her the job is all, like, completely, like, good guy. Yeah. Hashtag nice it, guy. It's to help stuff. her, to prote- help protect her. Yeah. Because she reached out to ask him for help, so. This is a pure situation. Yay. Moving on. To Betty and Jughead. The best journalist in the whole world. Exactly. Just, like, the best team. The best team, the best journalist, the two the best, best friends. friends. Yeah. Archie who? Archie who? Exactly. They're like, Archie's yeah. my best friend. Archie's my best friend. Well, Archie's kind of garbage, so let's be best friends together instead. But now now it's like, oh, but Archie was going through a lot. Yeah, now they're like, but we still don't really want to hang out with you. <laughs> no! <laughs> okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I found a massive continuity error. Okay. Okay, so remember at the end of the episode when they write down the Coopers and put it up on the murder board? Of course. The first time that we see the murder board, Continuity forgot to take down the Coopers because it's just, it's just (gasps) there. Oh my god. (laughs) And we thought, oh, maybe, maybe it was up there and then they took it down and they wanted to put it back up. But no, he like writes it down. He like writes it at the end of the episode. The Coopers is just up there and it's like right in the middle of the screen. Oh, no. Oops. So they shot those out of order? Yeah. Oh, dear. And no one no one on that big set was just like... Yeah, that shouldn't be there. Oh, wait. That happens at the end. Oh, buddies. Because yeah. there would be absolutely no reason for the Coopers to be up there before that. Exactly. Um, but I have a question is, how much did you love that Kevin has now joined their merry band? So much. We should come up with a name for them. <gasps> okay. Like, oh my god, maybe they're like the mystery team from Scooby-Doo. Okay. Uh-huh. Jughead would be shaggy if he ate more food. Yeah, what? The- Come on, they're killing me. Betty is like a mixture between Daphne and Velma. For sure, for sure, for sure. And then and Cheryl is just straight up Velma. Or Daphne. Daphne. Okay, so then... But Cheryl's not Does that mean... Oh, that means Kevin has to be Fred. That would make sense. Who's the dog? Who's the dog? I don't know. We're going to have to wait for another member to join. Okay. And they, okay. they just have to be Scooby, like, automatically. Yeah. Wow, sucks. <laughs> yeah, sucks to suck. Okay, so on the it's murder board, Reggie. Um, Reggie's name is up, which we didn't see last time. Big sign that says oh, Reggie Mantle. Okay. Uh-huh. And then my friend Trev Brown comes in. Um, and we get revealed that Betty's mom is out of town on a women in journalism spa retreat. Hey, when does that start? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that's the place where Brittany belongs. Yeah, uh, I'll go to that. My hand is in the air. Pick me. I pick, I would pick you. Thank you. You're welcome. I was like Princess Mechanic. I, I know! <laughs> so once Betty goes on her date with Trev Brown, um, she's having a strawberry shake again. 
Yeah, I noticed that too. Yep. He's having a chocolate shake. Well, originally yeah. I thought it was a cookies and cream shake, which sounds awesome, but it looks yeah. more chocolate second time I watched it. So I think I'm really going to need some more answers regarding Jason and Polly next episode because I'm really confused. Okay, well, tell me your... Th- I'm sure you have a theory. What's your theory? Well, we got a lot of details this episode, but, like, I'm having a really hard time piecing together the timeline. Okay. Because Trev Brown tells us that Jason got really weird. Was it, like, right after he started dating Polly that he got really weird and started, like, selling all this stuff and selling drugs and stuff? I, I don't know. Uh, didn't he say that the timeline was, like, two weeks after? Yeah, like, two weeks after, and I remember seeing in the playbook that Jason got a two-week score... For Polly, but also minus two points for feelings. So it's possible they weren't together for, like, more than a month. They weren't together for more than a month, and they got engaged anyway? Well, young love. Okay. (laughs) And they got engaged, and they managed to sell Grandma Rose on it. I guess that's true. Enough to get the ring. Sounds fake, but okay. I just want to shout out that last episode, they were like, oh yeah, my my dad works on cars. And then this episode, they were like, let's make sure he works on cars. <laughs> That's important. Sure, Hal works on cars, but Archie still doesn't have his jalopy. Yeah, exactly. Where's that at? Spicy about it. So he works on cars and pretty much he tells a story that tells us that Polly attempted suicide, which I guess was like after... Jason and her broke up? How long ago was this? I'm so confused. I just don't know. I don't don't understand this timeline at all. I don't understand the timeline, and I'm also... It's obviously a gigantic lie. Yeah. But when I heard that, I was like, are you kidding me? They are that bad of parents that they couldn't even bother to get, like, their daughter help. They just sent her away. Yeah, and Betty's not allowed to call her. Which is horrible. They're just... They're bad parents. They're bad parents. Bad parents. Bad parents alert. If you took a shot every time someone was a bad parent on the show, you'd be dead. <laughs> you'd, you'd, have, you'd be dead. You'd just be deader like than Jason. Jason. <laughs> okay. So um, Jughead thinks that Jason was maybe running from drug dealers. Does mm-hmm. he have like a, the, does he have information that we don't know about, f- about his dad? Question mark. No, it was because Drev said that he was selling drugs. And so he was like, oh, he's probably running from the dealers. Okay. But like, is his dad a drug dealer? No, honestly, he seems way too, like, okay. rich people stuck up to be a drug dealer. Okay, next. Seance question mark. How crazy would this be? It would be so ridiculous if they actually had a freaking seance. Okay, but I would love it, to be honest. Oh my god, you know what just occurred to me? What? Throwback to the seance episode of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Here we go. <laughs> oh my god. Callie, do you remember that episode? And then Esteban got, like... Um, possessed by the lady? Yeah. Good times. <laughs> Moving on. That was fantastic. Um, so he's like, we should go to and to his house and rifle through his things. Guys, this isn't your best plan, but no, it's not take any opportunity plan. you need. So I think, yeah, they get there and let's turn the page. I love these tiny intrepid journalists. Oh, really quick, let's insert the part where Hal watches home movies. Ugh. I thought it was like, oh, he's a sweet dad. And then afterwards you're like, ah, no. Yeah, like, it's just like, there was something vaguely creepy about it. I can't put my finger on what it is. I think it was the laughing echo children. Yeah, for sure. And plus, like, don't people just watch home movies on their phone, on their phones now? Like, if you take a a video of something, you just watch it on your phone. Why is he broadcasting it on a big screen? Well, how long ago was this? Maybe he only has them on VHS. It can't be that long ago. They're babies. They're like, what, 17? Yeah. So, 2000? I guess, but didn't people only have, like, flip phones still in 2000? I was five in 2000. Oh my god, I hate you. (laughs) Sorry. I was was 11. But, like, I, I had a flip phone until grade eight. I didn't even have a cell phone until I was in high school. So, I... See, I am... I'm just trying to, like, ruin your theory. Well, you know what? You successfully did it, so I'm proud of you. Next point, Jughead wears suspenders because his pants are too big. Next. Where'd he get the suit from, Robin? Probably from his dad! Also, where's he keeping his clothes? Did he pick it... He, He was like, I can only bring a few things. I guess I'll just bring 
this suit because I'm gonna have to go to a funeral soon. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna need these suspenders because I can't keep my pants up. Oh, anyway. Poor baby. Robin, he's sad about it. Yeah. 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 I also really like that he still wears his hat. It doesn't bother me that, like, it bothers me a lot that Archie's wearing a letter jacket, but, like, it does not bother me at all that Jughead just keeps wearing his hat. It's because his hat blends into any environment. Yeah, exactly. It's like the right shade of gray. Um, so Clifford, uh, first of all, I want to make a joke that his name is Clifford and they're all redheads and he, he his name is redhead <laughs> and his name's Clifford. That's it. But no, him talking to Hal was illegible or in, in unintelligible. Is that? Yep. Okay. Except I was watching it on Netflix this morning and they Shout had out to Netflix Canada. subtitles. Woohoo. And what did they say? He said, or Clifford said to Hal, I would pace yourself. It'd be very unseemly to get a DUI on the way home. Don't you think? Oh, wow. These people are really top notch humans. Just so petty. Like, the most petty. And they wonder why their kids wound up the way they are. Yeah. Betty and Jughead go into Jason's room, and she's like, I don't know, where do boys hide things? And he's like, well, boys hide things here, 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 and here. Okay, I love that he just listed every single hiding place anyone could pick. Yeah. He's like, I don't know, I'm not a regular teenager, I write noir crime novels. How does he know that stuff? Does he know that stuff because he hides a lot of things? Or does he know that stuff because he's a, he's a writer? I feel like he was just guessing. He just well, took a shot in the dark. But he wasn't even, like, delivering the line, like, uh, here, maybe here, uh, I don't know, here. Or, like, I mean, maybe he just, like, put a lot of thought into it earlier. Yeah, I feel like he just put a ton of thought into it, probably. I just need- <laughs> I- I need to stop paying attention to literally every tiny thing that Jughead does and questioning it. You don't question it, it's literally just like, I love him. It's true. Yeah. I tweeted yesterday that, like, my only hope in life is that I'll get married and feel the same way I feel looking at my husband as I do when I look at Cole Sprouse. No! Anyway, moving on. I'm unfollowing you. No, you are not! (laughs) Don't make fun of me. Anyway, Nana Rose. Okay, Nana Rose is hilarious because she has... A streak of red in her hair. The one red streak. That's such a great detail. And her, weir- and her eyes, like, like I, she's so creepy. Yeah, I didn't actually even notice she had a cataract in her eye until that scene with Betty. Yeah. So the whole dinner scene, I didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. That's observation at its finest, I think. So but, Nana Rose thinks that she's Polly. Yeah. Nana Rose didn't turn out to be as creepy as I thought she would. Yeah, she actually wasn't that bad. She turned she's out to just be a like bro. a grandma. Yeah. Um, so pretty much what we've learned is that they were engaged and the engagement ring went to Polly and not to Penelope. Probably because Penelope is... The worst! Garbage! The more you know. And that clearly, uh, Grandma Rose hates her because she gave it to Polly after knowing Polly for, like, what, five minutes? Yeah, probably. She was like, you're much cooler. I like blondes. Here you go. Yep. She also says, your wedding was the last thing I was living for. And in my first watch, I was just like, what? Like, I I completely misunderstood that line, thinking, like, your wedding happened, and then I died, but I'm here. Oh, Robin. And I was like, what? And then, you know, then I watched it today, and I was like, oh, she was saying, like... It was giving her life. That's what I was waiting for, and then I was gonna die, because that was the last thing that was gonna make me happy, and now what am I doing just sitting here? It's like you and asexual Jughead. You're, you're waiting your whole life for that. I guess, but, I mean, once it happens, I'm not gonna, like, die. No, you keep living. Okay. It's just, like, it's something you're, like, living for. Like, yes, I live. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Not, no, um, Robin, I'm not planning your death yet. Thanks. Okay. Okay, let's talk about the great-grandfather story real quick. Okay, yeah, let's definitely talk about this. Um, is it just me, or does this sound like a super Canadian murder mystery? So Canadian. <laughs> Be like, I oh. killed him over maple syrup. Be like, oh, okay, here's a Canadian reel for you. Why did one Canadian kill the other? Because maple syrup. There you go. <laughs> you know what I? You know what I noticed about the blossoms? Uh-huh. Every single time Cheryl's at home, um, and every single time she's around her parents, everyone always has brooches on. Yeah, they always have like these. They're super cool. These big brooches that even Cheryl rocks, and I'm like, 
We should bring brooches back as a society. Bring back brooches. Yeah, like that's just another jewelry piece. I want to wear more jewelry in my life. Yeah. yeah. So this is the reason why the Coopers aren't living in a big house, big manor like the the Blossoms are. The Blossoms. Is that what's happening? Yeah, the Blossoms, like, basically ruined any chance that the Coopers would have had to be a prestigious Riverdale family. Okay, so this actually brings more light and more fullness to Alice's character, I feel. Because she feels that they were robbed? Yeah, and I feel like Alice is the kind of person who, like, would really like to live in a big house like that. Yeah. And so the fact that she can't, because maybe Alice was already married to Hal at the time that this happened, maybe? Because it was just his grandfather. It could have been. That could have been why Alice married Hal in the first place. You know what? Yeah. I bet it was. Yeah. And now she's like, now I'm stuck marrying to this dude. Oh, man. Like, yeah, like, it, Betty could have been, Betty and Polly could have been, like, babies when this happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, because it's really not that far back as it you might think. No. And it is understandable, even though I'm, I'm also Betty in that scene where she's, like, a blood feud that's, like, old as hell. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if your grandfather gets killed, you're kind of going to be upset about it. So pretty much at the end, they're saying they got to talk to Polly, and it turns out that Hal was the one who broke into the Kellers. So, like, you were close when you guessed Polly and Betty. <sighs> yeah, it was, apparently it was one of the Coopers. <laughs> Just picked the wrong Cooper. Alas. Um, did not see that coming, though. I think maybe because they didn't really no. build up Hal's character a whole lot there. No. Um, I did not expect much from Hal. I expected Hal to be, like the the father who's basically absent because he doesn't do so anything. do you think hal is long for this world why what you think he's gonna yeah, die yeah he feels like a red shirt to me okay it's just one of, i'm just gonna throw well, you're the one who who knows how to <laughs> how to find those because i'm really bad and i get attached to people and then they die oh, i'm sorry that's okay <laughs> at least that's not your at least it's not your real life that's true <laughs> silver lining um so lastly we're gonna talk about cheryl and veronica Okay. Hashtag that's gay. <laughs> so gay. Um, okay, so the the place where Cheryl lives is called mm-hmm. Thorn Hill, and it has a Thorn graveyard Hill. in the back of it. And you know what this reminds me of? What? Did you ever play really old Sims games? Uh, like, yeah, I played, like, the first Sims. So there was, like, the goth family. Yeah. And they had, like, the really big house with a graveyard in the back. Okay, maybe I didn't play that far back. <laughs> that's it. That's that's my point. Oh, all that's right. That's my full point, is that that's what that reminds me of. Okay. Um, did we look up, like, the entomology of Thornhill? Thornhill, Ontario. Oh, that's the place. Um, City of Calgary, Thornhill Aquatic Recreation Center. I'm gonna... I'm this is a gonna... lot of whole... This is a lot of Canada. Seven hotels in Thornhill, Canada. I feel like this is biased, Google. I'm Googling the surname. It's boring. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Thornhill Etymology. Thornhill yeah. Surname That's biased. what I Googled. It's just like, okay, here's a bunch of British history. Okay. That sounds dumb. Next. Yeah. Okay. Um, Cheryl sleeps in Jason's room sometimes. I think mm. that's really sweet. It is. Also, Cheryl sleeps in a choker. And Veronica sleeps in pearls, question mark? <sighs> Huh? Okay, we will get to the gay sleepover. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we will. It is weirdly endearing that Cheryl sleeps in her brother's bed. Yeah. But then Penelope says, okay, well, you're not allowed to say anything at the funeral, and it's because she's so bitter about the fact that Cheryl rode Jason to his death, I guess? Yeah, and that she didn't tell them that he was going to fake his death. So they have absolutely no self-awareness that they're bad parents. I guess not. I I just hate them so much. Even though she's crying all the time. Yeah, like, it must be hard to raise a Cheryl, but at the same time, Cheryl is a product of her environment. Yeah. I, I just, I, I keep feeling bad for Cheryl. Like, the more information that we get about her, the worse I feel for her. So... Cheryl comes up and, like, everyone in that little group is invited to the, to the, the service. 
Um, but I wonder how much of that is Penelope's list and how much is Cheryl's list. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm upset because Valerie was there and not Josie. Yeah, where is Josie? What is going on? I don't know, man. I'm mad. That was my ship. I, you know what? The season is long. True. Yeah. But I do still wonder how much was Cheryl's list because was Jughead on the suspect list? Um, no, I'm getting... on the suspect list? <sighs> is Archie on the suspect list? I don't think Archie's on the suspect list. So she, he, she probably invited him because she wanted to. Yeah, I think that was her list, and then Veronica was the one where she was like, I'm not going to invite you, but secretly she wanted to invite Veronica. Yeah. So Veronica, you know, comes up and waves the white flag, and that's what's great about Veronica, is that she's not the Veronica in the comics. Like, this is probably the best change from the comics, in my opinion. Well, the interesting thing here is that Veronica is actually Betty. Yeah, she's being pretty Betty. Yeah, and Betty's on her own journey, but Veronica, a lot of her mannerisms are sort of like what Veronica in the comics would be if Betty had such a huge influence over her, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Because you see her sort of changing and evolving, and you see Hermione having to go through the journey that we didn't see with Veronica. Right. Yeah, so I'm very interested in those damn lodges. Um, so Veronica goes to the family dinner because she says she'll go to the sleepover and she's like, I thought there would be more people here. Poor Veronica. And Penelope is so freaking rude. She's like, Cheryl invited you. I don't even know why you're here. Yeah. And then she gets mad at Cheryl for having, for saying one thing. Like no one has worse dinner table manners than Penelope does. Yeah. The maple syrup industry we have to learn about, I guess. I guess that's why it's called Sweetwater. I guess. I guess. I'm on the same page as Veronica, who's like, no, I didn't know that. Fascinating. Yeah, wow. Thank you. Tell me so much more about the maple. The thing is, I was going to be like, tell me so much more about maple syrup. I'm not interested at all. But like, (laughs) I I could stand to learn about maple syrup. Yeah, I'll learn some things. All right. And so Clifford. The big red dog. Woof. Is like pretending to be strategic but like doesn't really seem like it he's like yeah like your dad hey how's he doing (laughs) talk talk about that guy and so she does the right thing and she she tries to like relate to them so that maybe they'll like treat her nice more nicely yeah she's like oh yes you know it it was fast it was that was the hardest part but it's nice that you guys get to say goodbye but then you know it backfires because apparently being nice to the blossoms means that the blossoms hate you more cute so cute I don't know how they're such a prestigious and respected family when they're all butts. Agree. Yeah. I want you to talk about the super straight sleepover. Yeah. Listen. Listen. I know I'm being queer baited. I know this for a fact. But I'm going to keep watching because I can't stop myself. Who the hell shows up to a sleepover in a silk nightie and pearls what the hell? What? What? When I go to a sleepover when I was a kid, you showed up in pajamas and you hoped you weren't the first to fall asleep. Yep. And when you were a teenager, it was basically like, well, just gonna play video games until we fall asleep. Exactly. Or like go on Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever wear pearls to your sleepovers? Uh, I don't think I own pearls. Yeah. Um... I mean, to be so. fair, I am the type of person who probably would wear pearls to a sleepover. Yeah, I would I would definitely see you doing that, yeah. Yeah, I can't even drag Veronica for that, because I, too, would make that choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, that sleepover had... Cheryl and Veronica and Cheryl and Betty slash Cheryl and anyone have vaguely homoerotic subtext. Yeah. I want them to pay it off, or I'm gonna be mad. And, okay, so... Also, Cheryl says that Jason would have liked Veronica, mm-hmm. which is a roundabout way for Cheryl to say, I like Veronica. Yeah. And then Veronica and, and Cheryl are alike, so that's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Okay, so <laughs> Cheryl says her parents are going to kill her. Yeah. So, real or not real? <sighs> she says it like she's so serious. But it's like, also, teenagers are dramatic. I know, but, like, when, when when you say, oh, yeah, oh, my parents will kill me, you say it like that. You say, oh, no. Yeah. But instead, she was, like, legitimately, like, looking her in the eye and saying, they will murder me. Yeah. And you're like, okay, but I kind of believe that. I know. 
if they weren't so proud of like I guess they were really ashamed at like the shame that Jason's death brought upon them. They probably would kill her. Yeah. I also want to bring up like when you were talking about brooches. Mm -hmm. Penelope has this brooch that she wears that I think is just like the crest of Thornhill. Yeah. Because it looks just like what was on her gate. Yeah. So they have like this family brooch obsession and apparently they need to wear the seal of their family everywhere. That's That's weird. Fancy. That's weird, right? It is kind of weird, yeah. Yeah. Especially in a town like Riverdale, you're like, okay, there's one restaurant, it's by some train tracks, mm-hmm. but I dress up, I guess. I guess. Um, so Cheryl chooses to change and wear white, and, like, me and Kevin were on the exact same pl- page. We said, like, the exact same thing at the exact same time. Oh my god, right? Like, tag just yourself goes, on Kevin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. He watched the whole scene with, like, this, like, look of just... The drama. So, Veronica says to Penelope, you're only going to make this things worse. Mm-hmm. What what did she mean by that? Oh, like you can't get up and make a scene and try and stop Cheryl from doing what she's going to do. Okay, that's what I thought, but it also like kind of felt like she was talking about like in the future and stuff, and I wasn't really sure what that meant. Oh. But like, I also think it would honestly be fine if, like, I don't understand why they couldn't have let Cheryl say their thing. And like, if they had pre- prepared something, they could go up there and be like, thanks, Cheryl. This is what I want to say now. But instead, they're just like, well, I guess only one person was allowed to talk today. Yeah, they could have been like, okay, so that was awkward anyway. And it was like really, really short, too. I'm like, I would have been fine sitting for three people talking. So during that scene, though, Cheryl is doing the most. I kind of, for a second, I thought it was mostly just, like, a performance. I didn't know she was serious. It kind of felt like a performance at the very end Yeah, there. like, when she threw herself onto his casket. I'm sorry, JJ. Like, was that part of she and Veronica's plan? I don't know. It didn't feel like a plan. No. Because when Ver- Veronica's part of a plan, she kind of, like, is all smiley and, like, conspiring. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Let's quickly talk about the birthday party story. Oh, no, let's not. Okay, let's not. No, let's talk about it. Okay. This is, it's so, it's so sad. But interesting thing, why was Jason the charming one? He seemed like an ass. I know, exactly. I was like, I almost don't believe this. Yeah. Why, why would anyone want to go to his birthday party either? We need more Jason flashbacks. Yeah, I need to know what Jason's actual personality was, because if his personality was anything like Cheryl's, uh question yeah have we ever heard him say a line no no i don't think so either so that's that's probably why like i just don't have any like i'm like why would polly like him yeah we have no we it's all word of mouth we have they keep telling us that jason was an interesting person but we have not seen that for ourselves i need more jason yeah like not really because i want more jason but because we need some yeah so Cheryl gets in trouble with her mom and she says no more river vixens and that she would ship her off to Europe, but no one wants her. Okay, but does anyone really believe that anyone could stop Cheryl from doing anything? No, definitely not. And honestly, I think that it, there are so many boarding schools in Europe. <laughs> I, at least one of them would take her. Exactly. Yeah. So if she wanted to ship her off to Europe, she could. Yeah. And I think that's something It's just about. a threat she's using to keep Cheryl under her thumb. I also yeah. don't think... I feel like next episode, Cheryl will be back in the River Vixens and nothing will be said about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then Veronica goes home and is grateful that her mom is cool. Yeah. And in the whole episode, what they're doing is trying to draw a contrast between the Coopers and the Blossoms by talking about, like, how they right. have this long-standing feud. Yes. But in reality, the actual contrast is between the Blossoms and the Lodges because... Right. The parenting styles are so different that there's transparency, especially when Hermione says, I need to tell you about the Southside snakes. And she decides to open up to Veronica the same way that she tells Veronica, whenever you need anything, come to me. And you have that directly contrasted with Penelope and Cheryl, which is, I'm going to ship you off to a boarding school if you don't fall in line. So Mm -hmm. I just... I really like the relationship between Hermione and Veronica, and I know it's probably going to have some kind of, like, rocky paths, but I do like that the show sort of keeps it as a constant. A constant? Oh, here. (laughs) Oh, no. Sorry. No, I did that. I deserved that. Okay. Um, The last point I have is that Cheryl sees Jason 
in the graveyard. Ew. Is she just weird? Yeah. Okay. Um, and is this gonna be... Because it almost feels like the end of the Jason storyline, but obviously it can't because it's, like, the main thing. Yeah, we gotta find out who his murderer was. But is this gonna be, like, the last time we see Jason in real time? Or something, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll probably see him again. Yeah. Penelope lays white orchids. Oh, yeah. On Jason's grave, which is a symbol for innocence, beauty, and elegance. Which is all everything that Penelope is. Obviously. That's the Blossom family to a T. Obviously. Totally. Huh. Okay, now it's time for our segments. Uh, my first segment is called Asexual Jughead? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And the answer is yes, always yes. <laughs> and um, I, I swap segments from week to week. And this week it is still, did Jughead eat a burger? And the answer is still no. What the heck? I'm real upset about it. Can't he steal someone else's burger? Like, steal something. Nab someone's food is not on brand. And now for the best line award, uh, mine is goes to Cheryl, and it is sorry to interrupt, sad breakfast club, which I laughed out loud at. And uh, mine also goes to Cheryl and Penelope Blossom for our worst things in prison, like this dinner party. <laughs> and an honorable mention goes to Veronica Lodge for dragging Archie to his face by saying, "You're back to being boring." Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show too. Check our Twitter. And coming this week, like literally starting this week, our Lost Podcast. Ah! <laughs> I'm so excited. I know. This is life changing. Okay, you can follow at the aficionados on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter and I'll do the same. Uh, tweet us with anything that you'd like us to discuss or to discuss with us. We like talking to you. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theaficionados. And we also have a Patreon, uh, so patreon.com slash theaficionados. If you have any money to spare, you can donate uh, as low as $1 a month. If you want, yeah. we would love that. So our shout out for this week for our Patreon donation is at PSP Lindsay on Twitter. She also happens to be my sister. Ew. Um, Shout out. Thank you very much, Lindsay, for donating and helping keeping us going. Um, that's super. She's a good one. She's a good one. She's definitely, uh, we would be the nice siblings in Riverdale. Good. Yeah. <laughs> at least there's some. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y on any social media, pretty much. Um, you should follow her Snapchat because it's really funny. Um, uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> You can follow me on Twitter at at Britannia with two T's and an underscore at the end. And next episode is called episode 106, chapter 6, Faster Pussycats Kill Kill, which I have no idea what that means, but okay. Alrighty. Okay, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Love you, bye. Bye, love you, bye. Bye. Bye.